Well, good evening, LCM. Tonight is July 22nd, 2020. Hey, your pastors have been alerted to a word from the heavens just for you tonight. Oh, amen. See, we want to make you recall from, from Sunday that we are a church that is moving at full speed. We're drifting. We're running towards having every man, every woman, every single family fully trained. Somebody say fully trained. Fully trained. And walking in the fullness of what LCM and the kingdom of God produces. Turn in your word to Proverbs chapter 21. Mm. Proverbs chapter 21, and we're going to begin in verse 30. Somebody say victory when you get there. Yeah. Proverbs 21, 30. It says this. I'm going to give you just a second here at the beginning because I want to hear, I want to have everybody in operating your own sword and looking at this because you're going to be blessed by it. Proverbs 21, 30. Say victory when you're there. There is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. <laughs> yes. Amen. There is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. See, the horse is made ready for the the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. Come on, church, you could be assured of victory tonight, right now in this service. Did you hear Solomon's words to us here? There's no amount of worldly wisdom. There's no amount of so-called insight. And there's definitely no satanic stratagem of a plan that can succeed against the Lord or his people. Can somebody say amen? Amen. See, because victory rests with the Lord. And we're going to rest with him in victory tonight. Amen. Church, is there victory in this house tonight? Yeah. Well, turn with me to First Peter chapter 5. And we will start in verse 8. Say victory whenever you're there. Victory. 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 Come on now. If you will come with us tonight, we can assure you victory in this house for you amen. right now. Amen. 1 Peter 5.8, be self-controlled and alert. Say alert. Alert. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. There is a call that the Lord is giving us tonight, church. And that is to be self-controlled, to have a level of self-discipline, but it's coupled with something else that's very important. That's to be alert. I'm talking about sitting upright in your chairs, eyes locked in on exactly what God has given you, focused on the word that is coming forth because we have a response to this call to be self-controlled and alert. It is aimed at being aware of our enemy that is prowling around, roaring. A lion looking for whom he may devour. Those stragglers on the fringe. Those ones that are hanging on the outside. That are celebrating their weakness and calling themselves strong. We are wanting to be self-controlled and alert because we have an adversary that's looking to devour. But we are going to be on alert. Because victory is imminent. In fact, we're going to be more than just on alert, Pastor. We're going to be on High alert. Oh, we're going to elevate this. In fact, that's the title of tonight's message. The title is High Alert. Say High Alert. High Alert. See, what would you do if you knew that someone was coming to steal something from your house? What would you do if you knew that there was a lion? I mean, an, an enemy that was prowling around. Coming around your home. Looking to harm your children. Man, you would take that front door and you'd lock it. As a matter of fact, now that you're thinking about it, you're on high alert. You check the windows. You check the doors. You check everything. Why? Because you're not going to get tricked because you know that there's an enemy coming. Yeah. You would be on high alert. Yes. See, what we're telling you tonight is there's an enemy. The Word of God says it. But this is not just a generic enemy out there somewhere. He's trying to harm you. He's trying to harm LCM. And he's not doing it 
There's some big mechanism warfare. He's doing it through little foxes that are trying to spoil your vine. Little windows that he can crawl in and steal from you. Yeah. We need to be on high alert. Somebody say high alert. High alert. Man, that, let's look at what the word teaches us. Let's let the law of God begin to shape and incline our hearts. Deuteronomy chapter Amen. 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 9. Say high alert when you get there. The Word of God says this, only be careful and watch yourselves closely. Come on. Man, that is such a good word already. We, we can't even get to the rest of the verse before we see how good and pertinent that the Word of God is to us. Only be careful. Somebody say high alert. High alert. You gotta be on high alert, church. Amen. LCM, be on high alert. Watch yourselves closely. Why? So that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen. Or let them slip from your heart as long as you live. Come on. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. See, when you say be careful and watch yourself closely, that means you are on high alert here. See, in the midst of great adversity, in the midst of the busyness, look at me, I'm talking about us. In the midst of adversity, in the midst of busyness, We're in a world that has gone crazy inside of a pandemic. Now we're months into it, and it's starting to settle in. It's starting to weigh on you in a different way. You kind of forget about it, but then you're not, because it's just there all the time. We've had sicknesses. We've had brothers go on to be with the Lord. We've had busyness. We've had excitement. We've got all kind of good and negative things happen in our life. we got a wedding coming up in our households in like 51 days. High alert! We got a one association conference that we're reminding you about and saying, don't you get left out. And you know what all of that can do? The word of God here in Deuteronomy 4 says it can cause us to be prone to forget what God is actually doing. Distracted in every turn. Are these things bad? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that there's enough of busyness that's around us and it's designed to get us to forget why we're here. Sunday was to remind you that we are a fully trained group of people. See, what we're doing tonight is we're reminding you that you need to be on high alert to be able to get there. See, that those things that your eyes have seen, don't let them slip from out of your heart. We've got to be on high alert so that we can rightly transmit and teach what our eyes have seen, what our hearts have learned to our children and to their children. See, we've got to go on high alert. Somebody say high alert. High alert. There's an intensity that I have and that I'm feeling right now because I want you to get on high alert. We're sounding the alarm. We're ringing the bell. We're raising the flag. We're saying there's an enemy out there. And he's not trying to just play games with you. He's trying to kill you. you got to be on high alert. Somebody say high alert. High alert. Hey, Saints, speaking of transmitting and teaching what our eyes have seen, Last Monday night's foundation class was such an encouragement to me personally and everybody that was there. A couple of things that we covered included Jeremiah chapter 51 and verse 12. That the entirety of their teaching was leading us to be a man that was of great experience that could build the house of God. Do you want to know how we're going to build the house of God? Let's go to Jeremiah 51 and look at verse 12. Say high alert whenever you're there. (laughs) Jeremiah 51, 12. Lift up a banner against the walls of Babylon. Reinforce the guard. Station the watchman. Prepare the ambush. The Lord will carry out his purpose, his decree against the people of Babylon. There's some very key points that are right here within this message that we're bringing to your attention tonight of how to be on high alert. It's going to be number one, lift up a banner. Say lift up a banner. Lift up a banner. Second, reinforce the guard. Say reinforce the guard. Reinforce the guard. Station the watchman. Station the watchman. Prepare an ambush. Prepare an ambush. And lastly, expect victory. Expect victory. See, church, we are calling on you tonight to be on high alert. But it requires something of us. 
We must go back to the basics that have been foundational in this house, in LCM. Did you catch what pastor just said? We're going to be on high alert, but what does high alert cause you to do? High alert causes you to have to come back to the basics. Let me put this in a little bit different term for you just for a minute. Anybody ever had visitors over to your house? Occasionally. Perhaps, you know, a few times in a year, right? Ladies, what is it that most women are prone to do if you know that if you get the advance warning that someone is coming over? Do we not go and clean and put things in the right order? Isn't that just a fundamental of what you normally do? But don't you go back to, you, you, you give an extra close eye. You're actually on high alert because you know that it now matters what that kitchen sink looks like. Oh yeah. You're afraid your pastor's wife's going to come in and judge you for how bad that your house looks. When you vacuum, it's got to be in those perfect, you know, right triangles <laughs> as it goes around the room. Somebody say high alert. High alert. See, when we're talking about being on high alert, let's talk about being on high alert in our homes. Amen. I know you. I've been talking with you. I've been on the phone with you. I've watched you walk in, the, in this house and in our house. We know that there's difficulties going on. And if you think, by the way, tonight that we are talking about you, we absolutely are. Absolutely. It won't only be you, but I promise you, we were going to be talking about you. Having fights between husbands and wives. Having signs of distrust. Having fear at work in our homes. We're not talking about a hypothetical place. We're talking about right here at LCM. We're talking about offense between husbands and wives. We're talking about directionless leadership from some of the men in this place. And by the way, it's not just husbands and wives. It's impacting our single guys. It's impacting everybody. Am I talking to you? Yes, I'm talking to you. You're welcome. Amen. Mm. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, Pastor's talking to you. Yep. Uh huh. See, this is LCM. This is LCM. Somebody say, This is LCM. This is LCM. And we're on high alert. Amen. See, we've got to do exactly what the Word of God instructs us in Acts. In Acts chapter 20, you've got to keep watch over yourselves and all the flock in which the Holy Spirit is entrusted to you. You've got to keep an eye. You've got to be on high alert. See, we have to get back to the basics that have been foundational to what makes us LCM. Amen. And get our shalom right. We're going to get our shalom right tonight, yes, church. We are. We're going to get it right in our homes. We're going to get it right in our families. Husbands and wives, we're going to get it right. Parents and children, we're going to get it right tonight. Because we're going on high alert. Somebody say high alert. High alert. Hey, the first step that we see in Jeremiah 51.12 of how to get shalom right. It begins with lift up a banner. Come on now. Let's go back to the basics. Let's go back to the basics of what God has given LCM. You know what this looks like of lift up a banner? Lift up your family banner. What? Let's go back to the basis of what he's already given us, saints. This is lifting up that family banner, confronting these very issues. And we go back to the basics where we are looking at a supernatural sign that God has given us. A personal promise to our family. That we have an attitude that everyone underneath that banner walks under. There's a mission with supernatural components. Lord, I can't do this without your help. There's a method that is found in our tribal arrangement. What position has God placed you in and are you walking in it? That there's curses and there are blessings that come from your family banner and we welcome both of them. And the overall fact that our family is the banner. The ones that God has given us. See, we start with this basic to begin to confront what is out of shalom. You are lifting up your family banner church against the celestial opposition, against the satanic stratagems. Because we read in this verse, lift up a banner against the walls of Babylon. Those archon, those rulers, authorities, powers, realms. But let me share something with you. We're going back to the basics because we don't need a new revelation to deal with these things. Here's what we need, church. 
We need faithfulness. The faithfulness to stay at high alert with the revelation of our family banner. The kind that builds a thousand generations. The kind that calls us to elevate our priesthood. The kind that is calling to us to lift up our family banner and go back to the basics that have brought us success this point so far. Did you hear what Pastor just said? That should be freeing in every kind of way. You don't need a new revelation. The answer that you need to fix the shalom in your home is not something that's somewhere far off. It's not stuck up on a mountain somewhere or across an ocean. It is near to you. As a matter of fact, the Word of God has been put into your mouth. Amen. You don't need yes. something new. You have what you need. You just got to walk in it. You just got to understand and be on high alert so that you use it every single day in this house. Amen. God has given you what you need. He's already given it to you. He's provided it for you. Yes. The family banner was about a year ago. You mean the Lord thought ahead and gave us what we needed, and it made sense then, but it might even make more sense now. Yes! That's what happens with divine revelation. I don't need a new branch of it. I need to do what I've already been given. Yes. It's like His Word says, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Somebody say everything. Everything. Somebody says, I have what I need. I have what I need. I just need to use it. I just need to use it. So Proverbs 27, 23, turn there with me and say high alert when you get there. This is one that has been a basic that God has given us to focus on for many, many years. Proverbs 27, 23. Be sure you know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds. I'm going to share some insight with you on this particular verse. To know the condition means to yada the paneum of your flocks. To intimately know the face of your flocks. Pastoring cannot happen over social media or even through text messaging. Nope. Impossible. We use text messaging just to set up a meeting so that we can intimately know what's happening on your face. And there's a reason that we meet face to face. Because there's a second part to this. To give careful attention means to set your heart on your herds. So we have a combination here. In fact, let me read to you out of the Young's literal translation. It says, know well the face of thy flock. Set thy heart on the droves. So let me break this down to you. You need to know the face of your flock and you need to set your heart to your herds. That means that there is a deep level of concern. There's a high alert awareness inside of you of what's going on inside your own household is not just about seeing them face to face but it's setting our heart to know exactly what's going on inside of them oh there's a reason why we have daily implementations of getting in front of the lord so that then when we get in front of our family we can discern exactly what's happening inside of them this continues in verse 24 with some benefits Verse 24 says, for riches do not endure forever, and a crown is not secure for all generations. So why are we knowing the face of our flock and setting our hearts to our herds? It's because we want to be on high alert that riches may endure forever within your life. Yes. That revelation that God has been giving us is eternally going to work in your generations. In addition to that is so that the crown is secure for all generations. That your work that goes into your children, that goes into their children, it is the revelation that we're getting now exponentially increasing from generation to generation. Man. Come on, I asked the ladies a question earlier about cleaning. Fellas, I'm going to talk to you for a second. Have you ever looked at somebody but not ever really looked at them? Huh? When you walk in somewhere... And you're engaging with a group of people. And then later on, your wife's like, hey, did you meet the person who was wearing this? I have no idea who you're talking about, babe. The person with this color hair and this, and this color glass. And they were doing with the thing. I have no idea who you're talking about. That's me. Because I can be in a room and be looking at people, but not really, really be looking at them. This is not about looking at the face of your flock. This is about knowing the face of your flock. Yes. When somebody walks in the door and you're like, are you okay? 
I know you just gave me an answer, but I'm kind of ignoring your answer because I'm going, I'm going a little step further because I don't think you're as okay as I thought you were. Isn't that right, Chris? Don't we do that all the time? Because you ain't okay. I'll ask Chris and he'll go, how you doing, Chris? He's like, amen. And I'm a pastor, so I have to go, that was a good amen. And on another day, I'm like, that's not a good amen. My brother's drowning. Because <laughs> he said, yep, sure I am. <laughs> See, that's not just a pastoral gift for those of us on the stage. That is what you must be doing inside of your homes. Yeah. Mothers, you must know the face of your children. Fathers, you must know the face of your children. We have to do this in a way so that we can secure the riches and the crown through the generations. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Pastor got me all stirred up. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. High alert alert when you get there. High alert. Hey, say it like you're actually on high alert. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. You've got to take a stand today. You gotta take a stand right now. You gotta take your stand against the satanic stratagems that are trying to kill your home. That are trying to destroy you. That are trying to take your confidence and take your future from you. This is why you need the armor of God. You are on high alert. You are at war. The devil is scheming, but we are suiting up. Why do you suit up in armor? So you can stand there? No, you suit up so you can go and fight. You suit up because you're on high alert and you know that every part of your life has to be in order with God. Our homes must be in order with God. Verse 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Thank you, Jesus. Then only the big and strong would would win this. This is about the meek and the lowly and the righteous that can win every single time. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, the authorities, the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. See, we know that we're in a battle, but we're going to lift our family banner against the true enemy and watch the victory that God has assured us. Anybody going to raise their banner with me today? Verse 18, let's skip down to verse 18. As you're going through all of the armor, as you're going through and you understand what is there, look at one of the last things that Paul says before he begins to ask for prayer that he might fearlessly make known the gospel. Verse 18, and pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions. LCM. Families in this house, if you are not praying in the Spirit constantly, All day, every day, every chance you get. I'm going to tell you, you need to be on high alert and you need to let the Spirit of God be at work on the inside of you. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions. When you're doing good, pray in the Spirit as a sign of thanksgiving to the Lord. When you're stressed out beyond belief, pray in the Spirit that He might come and help you to put your emotions in the right order. Come on now, all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, with this, with what we've just been talking about in mind, be alert. Somebody say high alert. High alert. And always keep on praying for all the saints. Yeah. Come on now, our victory is to get our house in order so that we can turn our attention to the world that God has put us in, so that the others in our life can get there. we got to get back to the basics. Yeah, we do. You know you should be praying every day. You know you should be praying in the Spirit. Are you doing it enough? I'm saying you're on high alert, so you're going to learn how to do it all the time. You're going to learn how to raise your family as a banner. We've got to get back to the basics of pastoring your family so well that you're going to make the enemy pay for attacking you. Amen. You've got to have that right kind of victorious attitude you got to be victorious because victory is ours when we stay on high alert. Somebody say high alert. alert. Church, do you want to make the enemy pay? Stay on high alert, particularly in regard to distractions. This has been a theme that we've been on because it's an issue that we're dealing with. Everybody is. 
Let me, let me say something very clearly. Distractions are aimed at destroying your discernment. Distractions are aimed at destroying your discernment. Here's what I mean. If I tell you to put your hands up, in fact, everybody do that. Put your hands up like you're boxing in front of your face like this. And I'm wanting to land a blow in your face. I keep kicking you in your leg. It hurts. It hurts. My legs are very skinny, so it feels like a knife. Cut. Cut. And finally, Pastor Wade's like, no more. He puts that down. Now his face is open for the knockout blow. Distractions are aiming at just getting you to let your guard down. You have to be on high alert. You have to be aware of the devil's schemes and understand that he is just getting you to drop your guard. It's not just about the barrage of busyness that hits you. Oh man, Satan's attacking me. No, he's distracting you. He's wanting you to let your guard down. It's not just about getting sick. It's putting you in a weak position so that you make a really, really bad decision after that. And the way that we have to deal with it is understand, especially for you guys who've been through singles class, an unguarded strength is a double weakness. We have to be on high alert, keep our guard up, protect the core elements of who we are, what has built our families, what has built disciples, what has built this church, and do not let your guard down. Keep it elevated. Keep on high alert so that sickness, busyness, whatever else it is, is no longer distracting you in order to destroy your discernment. I want to encourage you right now. The reason that we are preaching this message tonight to you is that the Lord began to move on our hearts about things that as we're busy, as we're reaching out, as we're focused on helping you, as we're focused on building this church, as we're focused on accomplishing God's will, there can be questions that come and we kind of just go, yeah, 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 we'll get to that later. We'll just make a quick decision because it doesn't seem important. At least I'm the only one, right? No. At least we're no. the only ones that have ever gotten distracted while you're doing good things, while you're trying to advance, right. while you're trying to move forward. But we're saying you got to be on high alert tonight so that the enemy does not cause you to move from the righteous standard of where God has placed you because it will knock you out. It will take you out and it might even kill you if you're not paying attention. Turn to Jeremiah, back to Jeremiah 51, verse 12. Lift up a banner. Man, that's our family banner. We're going to lift it up. Reinforce the guard. Yes. Yes. You got to reinforce the guard. How are we going to reinforce the guard? Man, that sounds like a, a high alert kind of activity here. You got to reinforce the guard. The words here in the Hebrew are you've got to kazak the person who is shamaring your, your place. You've got to strengthen the person that is guarding yeah. you. Yeah. How do we do that? How do we strengthen that one? I can tell you exactly how we do it. Yeah. I've got clarity on it. I'm going to share it with you. We get back to the basics in our daily discipline. Somebody say daily discipline. Come on now. We know it, right? You know that they're there. Anybody uh, slack off when you're sick? Anybody slack off when you get distracted? Anybody slack off when you get busy? Yeah, we can't afford to do that because we're on high alert. You've got to be able to get daily word from his presence. Boy, that's different than just reading your Bible every day. It is. Reading the Bible is the minimum that we do. Praying is the minimum that we do. It's not the maximum because we got to get a daily word from His presence. Yeah. Daily led by the Spirit. Daily development of your dependence and your disciples. Oh my. Mm-mm-mm. Come on, parents. You daily developing your kids? Come on, husbands. You daily developing your wife? Come on, wife. You daily easering your husband? Daily agreement between the Word and the Spirit. Come on, ladies. I heard of a tremendous time last night at the women's meeting when you were focused on being on a, on a high alert about getting in the Word and the Spirit to be in agreement. you got to daily offer the right sacrifices. Amen. Isn't it our propensity to want to let this not be every day? Oh, I've yeah. done it a few days in a row. I can, I can kind of take this day off. You've got to daily be interceding for the salvation of others. You want to strengthen the guard? 
You want to kazak the shamar? You want to do this rightly? You have daily intercession for the salvation of others. And all number seven may be my favorite on the list in this moment. That you got daily repentance. Why is it that we think that God has given us something and it has no effect on us? We got to daily repent to make sure that our heart stays right because what He has given us is so powerful. It's so good. It's so ongoing that He is making us into something. Yes. But we got to start with having our hearts right Amen. in a daily way. Amen. Come on now. Think about the last few months that we've been teaching. You've, been, you've heard the Into the Darkness series where we focused on elevating the Word of God as high as we can. And when we think we've done it, we're going to keep doing it more. A divine dimension series that taught you how to be drenched in the blood, drenched in the oil of His Spirit, and drift right into where He is leading you. Amen. Somebody turn to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs 4 and verse 23. Proverbs 4, 23 says this, Above all else, if somebody walks up to you and says, Above all else, If the Word of God says something to you that says, above all else, He's saying, high alert, man. You better pay attention. Guard your heart. Come on, let's kazak that heart tonight. For it is the well spring of life. you got to guard your heart. What is the Word saying? It's saying, high alert. Now go back to the basics of who you are in your core. Amen. Of what you already know. Guard that heart. Don't tell me about the word that you want to give others until you have mastered the word that was given to you. That's good. Pastor, I got a word and everybody else needs to hear it. Are you living it? Are you living it? Come on. Then we might give it to everyone else. But in the meantime, it's having an impact on you. We are for giving people words here, but we are not for you giving people words and not letting it impact you first. Mm, That's great. This is the standard that your pastors pray before every service. We're praying during the week. Lord, don't let us just preach and make ourselves guilty because we know what to say, but we're not letting it pierce our heart above all else. High alert, guard your heart. Amen. It's where the wellspring of life is. Put away perversity from your mouth. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Be on high alert. Be aware. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make level paths for your feet. Take only ways that are firm. Get back to those basics that you know. Come on, Rick. You know what I'm talking about. Walking in the basics. And we're not doing it just for a little bit of time until we feel like we've got it. It is the way of life that we engage in every day. Amen. The most mature among us are the best at the daily disciplines. Period. You want the secret to growing in the Lord? Amen. You want the secret to to achieving what God has called you to do? It's achieving it every single day. You take it every day and you repent. You get in the Word. You find that agreement between the Word and the Spirit. You make the right sacrifices. And you dominate and eliminate the distractions in your life. Amen. Don't swerve to the left or the right. Keep your foot from evil. Man, this is high alert that always brings us back to the basics. It is. Man, this is a principle in the Word that is a new revelation to us and we're sharing with you so that you can achieve what God has for you and find victory. Somebody say high alert. High alert. Let's all turn to 1 Timothy chapter 4 and we'll start in verse 15. We'll see what Paul says to his disciple about high alert. Be diligent. Be on high alert in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch. Be on high alert about your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. In regard to these daily disciplines, saints, Here in 1 Timothy 4, Paul is speaking to us. Let's be diligent. Let's be diligent about our daily disciplines. And let's be wholehearted about implementing them. 
not just one, not even just six, but let's put all seven into practice on a daily basis. What would it look like in our church if every person is being diligent and wholehearted? We will have exponential growth. We'll have discernment that cuts through every bit of chaos. We will establish shalom everywhere that our feet go. We will dominate in the name of Jesus. But it has to be done daily, dominating your sinful nature, daily dominating apathy, laziness, whatever else is distracting you from getting this implemented. And the, 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 the next step is that everyone may see your progress. Let me share some insight with you. When you are being diligent to put our way of life into practice on a daily basis, there is absolutely no fear of transparency. Hey, did you do your daily disciplines today? I absolutely did. Yes. And here's exactly what I got out of all of them. See, confidence begins to rise inside of you when you are being diligent and wholehearted with these daily disciplines. Can I encourage you on just one thing? Are you ready for an encouragement? That if you are rightly doing this, you won't need to try to show us that you're doing it. Everyone around you will see your progress. Yes. It becomes obvious. You don't need to worry about even trying to show it to other people. Yeah. You be what you're supposed to be. Be diligent and wholehearted on high alert. And what's going to happen is people will be like, hey, man, I'm seeing something amazing in you. Yes. Yeah, amen. I, I just, I'm trying to do this for the Lord. I don't even need to try to promote myself because my growth is so obvious. Everyone around me will see it. Oh man, that's such a level of confidence that is free from fear. There's no fear in that confidence because you are doing exactly what you're supposed to do on a daily basis. Some of this is then going to the next step in verse 16 of watch, be on high alert. We're looking for you to guard your life and your doctrine closely. This is about being anointed and scholarly. That we have the fullness of what God has given us, the revelation he's put before us. But some of the basics look exactly like this. What we've been saying for over 25 years. What does the word say? But let's put in some real life applications. What does the word say about my emotion right now? What does the word say about my thought right now? Every single one of them. What does the the word say about what I desire right now? Always keeping it in a level of submission to what the word says, because that's going to guard my life and my doctrine. It begins to shape how you carry out the revelation that God has given you in every area of your life and every area of your doctrine. But listen, it's not just about you, though. He says it saved both you and your hearers. Oh, man, when you begin to implement the daily disciplines and you have that growth, you have that diligence, it is bringing about life for every person you share something with. Your pastors don't have to cringe whenever you begin to share something because they might have to correct it. It's so bad and so off. Instead, we can stand back in confidence, in your confidence, because you actually are demonstrating in your life and doctrine that you're handling the word of God correctly. Which means resurrection power is going to follow everything that you share with everybody else. We are calling all of us to be on high alert about our daily disciplines because we got to get back to the basics of what actually has given us progress and success so far. We're not going to stop doing what has already given us life and resurrection power. Somebody say high alert. High alert. Hey, we're preaching to you tonight. Y'all can be quiet. You can sit there all you like. We're, I, I, I know. I'm confident. Yes. You've been able to watch our life and our doctrine closely. We're going to save both ourselves and our hearers tonight. Amen. We are going towards victory in this house. Somebody say high alert. High alert. See, high alert is not something that you just get on and then you leave it. It's not done in five minutes. It's not done in five hours. It is not done until the enemy has been defeated. See, we're going to be on high alert right now. Let me talk to you about another way and another area that we need to be on high alert. Mm-hmm. Anybody ever felt a little stir crazy? A little antsy? Little, little, like you got to just get out and go do something? You got to go somewhere? Here's what it looks like at LCM right now. We're a little stir crazy. 
Y'all don't quite know whether you should respond to that and then say yes. Amen. Or be like, I don't, I don't know if this is going to be good. Here's what it looks like from your pastors to know that you're a little stir crazy. Pastor, the Lord is telling me to do this. Nope. <laughs> that's, that's not what, what you're thinking is, is you're just a little antsy and, and the Lord is now telling you things. You got a fear of missing out, a little FOMO action going on. A little FOMO that may be driving our decisions. You know how I know? Because I've been talking to you guys, and we now have any trip becomes the right trip. Any place to go, any option. Yes, that's clearly the Lord. He has spoken to me, and I am sure of it. And your because I have nothing going, else to do. <laughs> well, that's part of the Lord speaking to me, of course. <laughs> Church, let me, let me instruct you on this. Let me help you. First of all, FOMO, the problem is, is it starts off with fear. Yeah. It cannot be possibly grounded in what God wants for you because it starts off with fear. See, the problem is, is some of us are not, we're, we're needing to walk in the fullness of who we are here. Amen. You're not being what you're called to be here. So you think that the answer is to change the circumstances. Let the location. Let's change the environment. And the problem is, is God is trying to change you because he's putting you on high alert. Amen. You are right where God has put you. Amen. It may be that God has been your portion and your cup and your boundary lines have fallen <laughs> in beautiful places. Amen. Isn't that right, Randy? Amen. Your dissatisfaction is causing you, according to the word that was given last Wednesday, you got to be careful that your dissatisfaction about your life right here, your every day, is not actually offense towards God that is creating tension inside of you, making you reach out and make really bad decisions, uh, stay in a kind of a general funk, a general malaise, or is even causing you <clears throat> to overcompensate for that kind of a feeling. Wow. I don't feel like enough is happening so I'm going to overcompensate by just going and doing something. Mm. See, we're on high alert now. See, you may have felt that before. As a matter of fact, that's part of our problem is you think that strong feelings are the same thing as God speaking to you. But I feel really, really strongly about this. Yes, you're going to make me as your pastor tell you because you feel so fervently that what you're hearing is not from the Lord. Yep, that's what we do. Absolutely. It's not the, your strong feelings are not the indication of the Lord. You being on high alert and actually getting confirmation of word and spirit is what helps you to walk rightly. Yeah. My boundary lines have fallen in such pleasant yeah, places. I don't need to go anywhere. I don't need to do anything other than where God has put me to do exactly what he's told me to do. Somebody say high alert. High alert. Turn to Jeremiah 51, 12 again. And let's see how to deal with this stir crazy. Stir fired crazy. So we had to lift up a banner against the walls of Babylon, reinforce the guard. And here is where we are for dealing with stir crazy. Station the watchman. The word watchman here is shamar. Put in place those who guard and those who guard this way of life. Look, watchman, it's not just a cute little petunia dog that barks at you. That was rather specific. Being a watchman is being a sun soldier that is armed to the teeth and will attack any threat to its household. Put in place, station these men and women of God that will call out what is out of order and go attack it and establish the right shalom of God. Oh, I'm not talking about a chirpy little chihuahua. I'm talking about a cane corso. Oh, that big brute beast that it is. Not a lazy lap dog, but a lion that leaps to his feet to defend its territory. Are you lions in this house tonight? Well, to be that lion, to be that cane corso of a sun soldier, you have to get back to the basics of guarding what has been entrusted to you. 
I can't demand God to give me more when I'm not guarding what he's already given me. Practically what this looks like. You'll be put in situations, if you haven't already, of how do you deal with stir-crazy family members. (laughs) Stir-crazy co-workers. Let me tell you exactly what the basic is that we have lived by and that has brought shalom and success. You hold to the standard and you invite them to it. You do not lower the standard and run to them with a watered-down compromise standard. How do you deal with stir-crazy? You hold to the standard and you invite them to it. That is the only way that shalom, right order, and God's kingdom is established on earth underneath your feet. You have to stick, you have to station yourself to the biblical standard that has brought success, that is currently bringing success, and that will guarantee success. I want to show you a slide that illustrates this. How about this? When we are stationing these watchmen, we are building and planting our feet on the seven core principles that has built this house. We have one life, one family, one nation that is affected at a time because we are building on a foundational transformation that is paying the full price, that walks confidently in his family function, that possesses a fire faith, that is proclaiming a full gospel, that is showing favor to Israel, and that is becoming and overflowing as a fountain to the nations. Come on, church. Are, are, are you catching what, what Jeremiah 51 is teaching us tonight? Did you catch where you have to strengthen the watchman and then you station the watchman? Yes. That the reason that you've been given strength, the reason that you've been given armor, the reason that you've been given revelation is to take your stand. Somebody say, take your stand. Take your stand. That's what it looks like to constantly be on high alert. Because if I move from my place, I am no longer being a watchman in my place. If I'm going to try to run like Ahimaaz, I may miss where God put me. And I may miss the fact that he was sending me exactly what I needed because he assigned me my place. I tried to bring it to you, but I didn't know where to bring it. No, I'm going to be stationed in my place. I'm going to be like a sentry. I'm going to be like a, a, I'm going to be on guard. I'm going to be watching. Second John verse eight. Let me just read this to you. And it'll be on the screen. Watch out. Yeah. Get on high alert that you do not lose what you have worked for. But that you may be rewarded fully. Amen. That's the goal here, folks. Any, listen to this. Listen to verse 9. Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Hmm. Did that one sting you as much as it stung me? Watch out that you don't lose what you've worked for. Mm. Anyone who runs ahead, anyone who gets stir crazy enough to move from where God said for you to, and it will cause you, it can cause you to not continue in the teaching of Christ. You think it's just stir crazy? I'm telling you, you got to get on high alert. Amen. There's an enemy prowling around. He's wanting. He's baiting you. He's calling to you. He's trying to make you move from where God told you to be. From the standards that he told you to live upon. Look at verse 10. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not take him into your house or even welcome him. There are constant cycles in this church of people defecting. If you don't understand, you might look at it and presume it's us. Or you can presume that it might be people who were running ahead and did not hold to the teaching. Be careful who you welcome. Anyone who welcomes him, verse 11, shares in their wicked work. You got to be careful. See, we're not going to just have random running, though. No. This is LCM. Somebody say, this is LCM. This is LCM. We're going to get back to the basics where we make men out of boys. We make women out of little girls. We make warriors from those who were feeble and unable to do it before. That's who we are. Amen. you got to learn how to stand firm in this house. And we're calling you to high alert that you might stand firm then, church. 
back to the basics of the gospel. That we stand firm and let nothing move us. Amen. That we know that God is able to make us and you stand firm. That we stand firm and hold to the teaching that has been passed on to us. And after we've put on the full armor of God, we are able to stand. And after we've done everything to stand, we keep standing. Somebody say high alert. High alert. Look, church, standing on the immovable convictions that are based on the word of God will allow you to have the attitude of being on high alert. High alert and looking to detect our next thing that we're going to cover. And that is having a victim mentality. That victim mentality wants to offer a comparison of circumstances. It's not fair that their life looks like that. It's not fair that they have these possessions. It's not fair that they have this opportunity. That's a victim mentality that you have to be on high alert for. Also, a victim mentality that says, I am waiting for everyone else to change so that then I can change. Because apparently everyone else is the problem. Whenever Pastor Wade gets this area right in his life, then I can proceed to get this area right in my life. There's a blame shift that begins to happen because eh, you just want to justify your own sinful fear and selfishness. I need you to be wrong so that I can be less wrong than you are. It is wicked. It's a victim mentality. It is overlooking the very blood of Christ that has redeemed you, that has bought you, that has transformed you. It's throwing away all of the foundational core principles that we just mentioned. But when we return to the basics, we begin to put this victim mentality to death. Let's look at that. Pastor, I got to say one thing. Would you look at me for just a second, church? Most people who have a victim mentality do not know that they have the victim mentality. Yeah. The reason that pastor just explained it to you with, if you're constantly comparing circumstances, waiting on other people to change, focusing on what you don't have, shifting blame to others because of what you're not accomplishing, it's got to be their fault. Those are just a few of the initial signs of people who have a victim mentality. Yeah. If you have any one of those, then you are who we're talking to. Jeremiah 51 teaches us this. After we've lifted up our family banner, after we've reinforced the guard, after we've stationed the watchman, then you prepare an ambush. Amen. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Prepare an ambush? That sounds very offensive. Like I'm going and moving out and doing something. Yeah, it sure yeah, does. Sure does. You telling me that the enemy's going to try to come in and break into my house? You think I'm just going to let them? No. You think I'm only going to lock the windows and the doors? No. I might be sitting waiting on him. You think you're going to come steal from me? You think you're going to come harm my family? <laughs> I am LCM. I've been trained at LCM. That's not how it's going to happen in my house. I can assure you. As a matter of fact, I might just prepare an ambush and take you down oh, yes. while you're trying to come get me. Come on now. Think about Joshua 8. Joshua 8, 4. This is, this is the city of Ai. They've already lost. They sent a small uh, battalion to them and they lost. But this is Ai version 2.0. This is God saying, you better not be afraid. You have no discouragement sit upon you. Send the whole army and get this right. Amen. Joshua 8, 4 says this. With these orders, listen carefully. You better get on high alert. You are to set an ambush behind the city. Hey, as a matter of fact, don't go very far from it. You stay close because when this thing is going to happen, it's going to happen. When it's time for victory, you're not going to have time to then go get prepared. He's saying you better get prepared now. All of you be on high alert. Amen. You got to go on the offensive. You got to have a no victims here mentality. Amen. You got to be more than a conqueror. Yes. You got to let the lion out of the cage. You got to die for your brother's vision. Mm. You got to get in the truck. 
you got to have less talk and more walk. Amen. You better show your faith by your fruit. Amen. You can't give the enemy any quarter. You better have a victorious gospel kind of way of life because we're on high alert. Mm. Come on now, look at this slide. See, it's not just us. It's not just LCM. These are the seven promises to the seven churches, to those yeah. who overcome. Yes. Each of the churches got the call and said, you got to get on high alert. You know why? Because you need to return to the basics. you got to get back to the basics so that you can overcome. Right to eat from the tree of life will not be heard at all. All the way through the right to sit on his throne. Amen. This is what it looks like. You get on high alert, you get back to the basics, and you do them every day, and you stay faithful to it for the rest of your life, and you know what happens? You become victorious. You become an overcomer. See, this is high alert to the churches to get back to what got them there. Almost like Jesus' very words to the churches are exactly what he's saying to us, to you, on this very night, in this very church. Amen. Somebody say, high alert. High alert. Church, this word is for us tonight. It is for every single person sitting in this room. That we have to get back to basics in order to be overcomers that receive these very same promises. Some of those basics look like going back and utilizing your Abigail in the ball cards. I mean, it is not just basic, it is foundational. It's more the thing that by which your entire household is built upon. It's going back and looking at the stones, having fresh stones taken from the river of God, ready in your pouch to be hurled into the head of the giant in front of you. It is activating the love language, speaking that to your bride, brides, speaking that back to your husband, going back to the basics. In fact, let me read this to you. First Peter 1.13 says this, therefore, Prepare your minds for action. That's preparing an ambush. Being self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. See, all of these basics, these Abigail and the ball cards, these stones, these love languages, these are designed to set an ambush so that you, every thought, every emotion that is aimed at making you a victim is now going to be dominated. It's now going to be subdued. It is exposed for what it is, and you are there ready, and you have the advantage over the very thing that's coming to subdue you. See, our hearts and our minds should be prepared with scriptures daily that are ready to ambush, daily ready to take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, especially the thought and emotion that says that you deserve to be a victim. No, we're going to be a victor in the name of Jesus. When you go back to the basics, you then can become victorious and have the title of being a victor. Amen. We're going to turn to Jeremiah 51 and find our final point for us to learn this evening. We've got just a few minutes left together. Just a few minutes left. This is the time where our minds can wander. We're asking you to stay with us. We're asking you to tune in here. Look at what Jeremiah 51, 12 says, because you're going to love this. Lift up your family banner. Work on that family, Shalom. Get it right. Don't leave it until it's right. Reinforce the guard. Let there be strength that comes into you. Amen. Station the watchman. Prepare an ambush. The Lord will carry out His purpose. <laughs> the Lord will carry out His purpose. When He says it, He makes it happen. You can trust in it. You've got to trust in it. And isn't that really what all the distractions are designed to do? Yeah. Isn't that really what all the little foxes are there to spoil? Is your trust that God will take your situation and your detail and your specifics and actually work through them. Trusting in the Lord. Having a trust-grounded obedience. My family's been in Philippians 1. So I want to share a scripture with you from Philippians 1.6. Being confident of this. How confident are you in the Lord's words to you right now? 
How confident can you say that you're going to be that the Lord is working in your children? How confident are you in your own discipleship path? How confident are you? Because the Word says being confident of this. You ready for the this? Yes. That He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. He will carry it towards victory until the day of Christ. That's not a victory that ends today. That's a victory that goes all the way until Christ returns. Where there's no gaps. There's no lapses. There's a confidence that I have that God is at work in this house. I know that He loves you because He's been speaking to us. Because we've been praying for you. Because we know who we are. We're raising up a generation of fully trained, godly men and women in this house. He will help us achieve victory. He who began the good work will carry it on into completion. Our job is to stay on high alert. Amen. Our job is to listen to what he's saying. Stay at our post. Be strengthened. Lift up our family and get the victory that he's been planning. Amen. Our job is to stay on high alert and be faithful to the basics that God has already given us. Amen. Somebody say high alert. Church, I am confident we're going to be faithful to these basics. I am confident that our hearts and our lives are going to respond by being on high alert. Let's put up the next slide. I am confident that we are going to achieve victory as we lift up our banner. I am confident that we're going to achieve victory as we reinforce the guard. As we station our watchmen. As we prepare an ambush. But here's the important part, church. I am confident that we are going to expect victory. I am confident because I have seen us get victory. I've seen it happen throughout the decades. I know it's going to happen today. And I am certain it's going to happen tomorrow. But here's the question that I have for you. Do you need some strength? Do you need some resolve put back inside of you to gain that confidence, gain that expectation of victory and going through all of these steps of being on high alert? Do you need strength to be victorious in your family banner? Do you need strength to be victorious in your daily disciplines? Do you need strength to be victorious in your station on the core principles of LCM? Do you need strength to go on the offensive? Do you need strength to expect victory in every area of your life? Yes. Nolan, Penis, Cody, Wendy, Marlon, Lena, Ibrahim. All of you guys, I have confidence that I can expect victory in your life. I've watched God give you a mezuzah. I've watched him develop a family banner. I've seen you put forth the daily disciplines. I've watched you go on the offensive. I have watched you expect victory. And I've watched you get beat up a little bit too. I know that you need strength from the Father. I know that he will strengthen you as you exert the effort to say, Lord, I need your help in order to accomplish this. I need your help just to be on high alert. Sometimes I have some monovision and I just get focused on one thing and I forget all the other things that are around me. I get distracted. I need the Father's help sometimes as a, a correction that realigns my focus so that I can be on high alert and get to the point of expecting victory. So I want to go back to 1 Peter chapter 5 and let's start in verse 6. I want to show you how to get strength from the Father so that you can expect victory as you're on high alert. Verse 6 starts in this way. Humble yourselves. Come on. You want to know how to be strengthened from the Father? Get rid of pride. Get rid of pride. Humble yourself and say, God, I need you. Brothers, sisters, pastors, elders, I need you to help me find the strength to do each one of these steps. And you're going to humble yourself, therefore, underneath God's mighty hand. That he may lift you up in due time. It's based on his timetable. Victory is certainly in his hand. And thereby it's on his timetable. Let's go to the next verse. Cast all your anxiety on him. 
Come on, we begin to relinquish our pride. We give the timetable into the hand of the Lord. We then can take anxiety, take it off of our shoulder, throw it at the feet of our king, and know that we can expect victory time and time again. And why? Because he cares for you. He is a good father who gives good gifts, who gives you his spirit when you ask for it, just because he cares for you. But then what is our response? After we cast off that anxiety, we then, in verse 8, we are to be alert. We're to be on high alert. Let's let our heart and our mind respond rightly to our Father strengthening us by being diligent to be on high alert. Let's be of sober mind that because our enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. In verse 9, we continue this faithfulness to the Father strengthening us by just resisting that devil. Resist that celestial opposition. Stand your ground. Don't be moved from it. Plant your feet in the promises and the strength the Father has given you and continue to stand firm in the faith. Because you know that you are not the only one on this planet going through this. You are not alone, saints. We're doing this together as the family of God. The family of believers throughout the world who are undergoing this same kind of suffering. We have an obligation, though. And that's at this time, we're going to seek to get our hearts right before God. We're going to seek to be strengthened by the Father. By first laying down our pride, walking in humility, and getting to the point where we expect victory. Church, our call to you tonight is to get on high alert. Your response here at this altar is to say, I'm going back to the basics. I'm going to start with a humility and a casting all of my cares upon Him and crying out at this altar so that I can expect victory in my life. Mighty God, we love You. You have called us to high alert this evening. You have called us And you said, get on high alert, my church. Lord, as we make this call, Lord, we respond to that. We hear you and we obey. And we get back to the basics of what you've already put within us. But we humble ourselves and say, Lord, we haven't been doing it as regularly, as as passionately as we should. Lord, help us tonight that we might be able to progress through so that we can expect victory in every area of our life. In Jesus' name.